Welcome to Absolute Comics, the show right here where Sal and I sit down and discuss the latest comic book news and the latest issues of comic books. Uh, Sal is from the channel Comic Pop, I am from the channel Comic Storian, and uh, that's pretty much all you really need to know. We're a little behind, so let's get into the topic, Sal! And we should do it. it up. Ready? Four, three, two, one. Sing. Okay, there we go. I'm like, you added extra numbers. <laughs> I did. I threw you off so much. It was, uh, I didn't even mean to, but as soon as I saw I like, know. What do, they, what do you do with this? All right. We'll um, stick with four. First thing I want to talk about. I don't think Dan yes. put it on here, and if he did, he'll just wink at me in a second. Dan mm-hmm. and four. I didn't finish the Catwoman issue. Remember, my argument was that the timelines did not line up in Future State. That's right. But I did state, and this was my caveat, they may give us an excuse later because we haven't finished yes. them yet. Apparently, yes. Catwoman, where they find Bruce Wayne, happens before Dark Detective. Okay. Definitively. It's not at the 2025, even though they said it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So they're trying to line up at least the Gotham plot. Nothing else Good. makes any sense. But <laughs> well, you, And you know why it makes sense to do that? Because there aren't enough issues per title to warrant each of them getting a trade. So you're going to have to like put all the Gotham books into like a you know a a, a chronological trade order. You know it's going to have yeah. to be like Future State Gotham and it's just all the Gotham books hopefully in chronological order. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that because like the trade game is already, big and you've got to be told smart Dan about that. that. We're going to have to make like multiple full stories out of this whole thing and it's going to be weirdly yeah. pieced out. He's rolling his eyes right now not <laughs> looking forward to us doing that. Yeah, to um, doing the legwork that DC didn't do about like yeah, where exactly. it all fits. Well, we're going to have to piece them out and figure out how they're all going to function as, as a full story on the channel. So, yeah. I'll just reach out to whoever's the editor and just be like, how does it fit? Tell me so I can do it, please. Like, <laughs> just tell me how it fits. Um, DC Comics expands its universe in May 2021. Yara Floor, future state Wonder Woman, will be getting her own comic book as, as the new Wonder Girl. Milestone Comics will be returning. Justice League The Last Ride will begin. Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 releases. What? He finished it? I know. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> There's no way that he's done drawing it. it because it's coming out in what, May? Yeah. He's, he, he's still almost, he's still got me working on it. By the way, Gary Frank is a genius and that book is going to look amazing. Oh, no, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to read that day one. Um, but yeah, day Batman one. 108 will introduce a new character, Miracle Molly. Woo, can't wait. Dan, here's Dan's wording on this new piece of news. A crap ton more Batman and Future State Gotham books. Much more. <laughs> Much more. He ain't wrong. Uh, I guess Future State was a sales success. So, you know what? Uh, we're going we're gonna to come right back to that because I want to talk about this rumor mill, which you have in here, right, Dan? Yes. Okay, you're gonna, it's literally the next story. I skipped a story. This is going to be a two-second discussion. Deadpool celebrating his 30th anniversary this month, and there's no Deadpool book. And this, and they canceled Deadpool. Good call, Marvel. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice planning. <laughs> Why? They didn't even let Deadpool go like two more issues. Like let, cause and it, the best part is Kelly Thompson is writing it, right? She was writing yeah, it. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She even implies in the ending stuff that she wanted to do. So like Marvel, you couldn't even give them two more issues to make it to like nope. May. She literally nope. had stories like. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. It just wasn't selling well enough, I guess. How that is sucks. Deadpool not selling? I don't know. Especially, you know what's funny? I, I guess it's because 
you know, Deadpool has been for the for the better part of 20 years a Marvel character. You know, he's like he's been on the Avengers, he's been on the X-Men, or at the very least he's been tangentially connected to the X-Men. This is one of those runs where he just wasn't even close. Like he wasn't anywhere near any other Marvel character. He wasn't anywhere near the X-Men. There is an arc where he goes to Krakoa, yes, but it's like a two-issue arc and it's not even relevant. Uh it's fun and you should read it, but like it's not a thing. Like it's he's not part of the Krakoa initiative. He's just he's just clearly not part of Hickman's plan. But see, that's what I liked about it because he was finally doing something because like Scott Young did a great run but he quickly wrapped back in the family and everyone yeah. else like yeah, it was yeah, all yeah. kind of going back to the way that it was all being shut down from so that I just find that very interesting that they finally got away from that only to have them go mm, not working you yep, know it's yep. Monster Island lame and it's like no it's not lame it's cool you got Bachelot on art it's great Kelly yeah. Thompson really gets a good amazing. voice for Daredevil. It was a lot of fun I mean Deadpool yeah Deadpool yeah um, but yeah, so I guess it's being canceled for its 30th anniversary and we don't know what's happening because they haven't said anything about what's happening. Good move, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that brings us to the other topic here. Uh, I, normally, this is the point in the show where Sal and I would be discussing the comics we read today. It was mostly Future State. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to get to it later this weekend. <laughs> right. I, I, I read uh, Batcat. Still, it's... Oh, I did read Batcat and I still don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> right? It's like... I dig it, but like the timeline thing, and I'm I'm kind of like, this is probably gonna be better in trade. Uh, oh, one hundred percent. They're doing three different just, timelines at the same time, but the yeah. art is phenomenal. The so art good. is incredible, and I am gonna say I have not seen like this kind of cheesecake stuff in a Batman book. Oh my in a very god! Long time. There's so <laughs> I, many butt shots and just that, conveniently you can angled naked Selena shots, and I'm just like. Who approved this? I, as a it's as a black label male, am all like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, you can see Helena Wayne's thong line in her Batwoman suit. Who, uh, who approved this? I mean, like, it's black label. I guess if it's as I long as it's not Batman's, it. as long as it's not Batman, you can totally show it, or at least like have. Her wearing, but the, like Selena for the segment where she's she's gonna sleep with Bruce, it's yeah. all just shot. It reminded me of like the old Austin Powers gag, conveniently placed furniture just yes. to hide very selective moments. And like, yes. I'm just reading it and I'm like, wow, we haven't had art like this in a comic in a very long time. No, like, it's mid true. Mid 2000s where they just went all in on the butt and the lots of butt shots and like, yeah. <laughs> Clay man likes the butts. What can I uh, say? <laughs> I, Clay, I, we're on the same page, buddy. I'm just I'm. I'm not arguing. I got to tell you, it. by the way, not to disparage it, because like Clayman also does great action. He gets yeah. great characterization. He gets like really and consistency and really fun dynamic poses. And, you know, it's like it's, it's just he's a, a you know, really good artist in general. And the book yes. is gorgeous. I had yep. no idea what was going on, but I was enjoying it because the artwork was that good. Yeah. yeah. It's just, but it, also I, asses. <laughs> nonstop. I, just, I, I, I. The biggest problem I have with Bat and Cat is, is definitely a trade. Because yeah. it's telling these three timelines, and they're not reading well. I started three, and I forgot what was going on from two. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about, man. Yes. No, but I'm saying, is it, so I'm, I'm reading three, and it started, and I'm like, what happened in two? Because he, cause right. Tom King's doing these three timelines with no explanation on anything yet. Honestly, for me, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, Phantasm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I liked Helena Wayne's new outfit. I thought it was pretty cool. Although I will agree, because it was all over Twitter when he posted it's that. It's a little much. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the best line I saw it on Twitter was, oh, I forgot about skin-tight outfits where your belly button is showing, but somehow you don't have a camel toe. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty tight. 
Uh, that's I will that's agree. very it, prominent in Hel- in Heroes in Crisis as well. Yeah, I it, I think it needed a belt. I think a belt would have like completed the outfit because it really Belts does. Are, it's yeah, a little break it up. Yeah, there's it, it, no breakup on it. I think the uh, the outfit's amazing. I liked it, but it, I felt it does it feel cool. like it needs something in the middle there. I hear you, and maybe something over the butt. You know, like a cape or something. You know, just no, no, no. I'm not going to complain at all. And that detective she's working with, I don't think he is either. That's that's Dick Grayson. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's who that was. I He's like her uncle. Line. No. Oh, I made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> that detective, he looked pretty happy. That's his uncle. <laughs> that doesn't uh, mean but, he's not happy. <laughs> yeah. They're not related. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so there's another topic. Let's move on to the DC topic. Uh, so... I made a tweet about this, and I know you did too. Bleeding Cool leaked out a rumor that DC Comics may be bought out by fans. Which Oh, my God. Which, (laughs) right off the bat, for the record, right off the bat, that was the clickbait. And if you read it, it's Penguin Random House. Right. (laughs) That's not fans. That's a publishing house that might buy DC Comics. Now, the overall opinion I have on all of this is AT&T doesn't seem to know what they want to do with with DC. The problem is... so. A lot of people love to make a lot of rumors back two years ago that DC was shutting down. Make a lot they, of money off of that, yeah. They made a lot of money off of that. <laughs> DC's not shutting down. They still aren't going to be shutting down, even if it's sold. No. But it's now come out that AT&T went ahead and spent a boatload of money they didn't have. Yeah. So what happened is, for those of you guys who don't know and think that two-year-ago rumors are accurate, AT&T went in and bought Warner Media along with dozens of other properties... Yep. I don't even know the reason. They were trying to bloat some I think it's. I think it was so that they could get into the streaming wars and create HBO Max. There was something. But then COVID hit, and they lost <laughs> tons Billions, of money yes. across the board. So now they are cu- trying to cut as many costs as they can, which includes a lot of DC. Yeah. They've cut a lot of the, the staff. They're changing up everything. They're changing at the publishing house. And it's been sad. It really has been. Because yeah. the fact of the matter is, COVID's affected a lot of industries, including comic books. And yeah. AT&T just sees it as a, as a bleeding entity now because... Yeah, they're they, like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I just, don't care. They don't know the, they don't understand the nuance. They don't understand the comic book industry or the comic book retail markets. They're just like, screw it. Like, there, there has been an issue with comic book distribution and the problem with Dynamite forever. Like, for 30 yeah. years. And I mean, Diamond. Yeah, what did I say? Dynamite? Dynamite. Dynamite's another company. Oh. That's why I wanted to Dynamite, Because Dynamite, you know what it is? Because Dynamite apparently put through their head into the ring to buy the the book rights for the characters. Um, but, like, then, with like, within, it's funny, like, you know, I'm not even going to liken it to, to anything. I'm just going to say, like, it is forever. Everyone's like, oh, man, Diamond, this is crazy. And at and like, well, screw them. We'll just stop doing it. Whoa, wait, wait, we didn't say that. Like, no, 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 it's already been done. We're going to get two distributors. We're going to create those. Wait, wait, wait. That, that disrupts everything. I don't care. I don't, it's already been done. It's already over. Yeah. It's, I've always washed my hands. And it's like, oh, you know what? Actually, we're going to close one of them. What, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but basically, care. AT&T came in, and someone in the chat said they also screwed up. You can look into a laundry list of things that AT&T has messed up. We're not going to list them all. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess they also screwed up a government contract for 5G networking. But what it's boiled down to is now AT&T is trying to recoup as many. So I guess they bought it all on a loan, everything. Yeah. And yeah. now with COVID, they're not making the money back to pay back the loan. So the plan no. is to sell off portions. DC yeah. Comics is not the only thing that has been rumored to be on the chopping block of a sale. Warner Brothers Gaming Division yes. was the big one like six months ago that they were going to sell off the entire gaming division. And I think Microsoft was looking at buying it. 
Yep. But they want too much money for everything is what it boils down to. ATT yes. can't sell anything because no one wants to pay the prices until yeah. now. It turns out there may be some very rich DC fans who are willing to pay for that, pay for it. According to Bleeding Cool, the, yeah, and no cited sources of any kind. No, so and that's why I tweeted, <laughs> "Wow, this is pretty vague." Because what it states is <laughs> the article basically states, and I applaud Rich Johnson for this one because of all the times to put out a rumor like this, it was great. We are all talking about it everywhere. Yep. But he said he, st- he stated that like Marvel tried to buy them, um, like two other companies tried to buy them. I think IDW, Dynamite, Dynamite ID- yeah. But no one wanted to pay the right price for the DC characters, which once again tells you AT and T is trying to get a lot of money. But what I think AT and T is trying to do is not sell everything, so they're overpricing everything, hoping that this one will sell, and I don't got to sell that one. Well, because the reality is, Batman's worth like a trillion dollars, oh, and yeah. if you're gonna spend a trillion dollars on Batman, you might as well put the rest of DC in it too. Like it's because no one's gonna because if you're like okay, I'm going to buy Batman, but it's like, oh, but I'm going to lose all the Superman stuff and all the Batman crossover crap. Like, nah, I might as well get it all. Like, you you, you can't just sell Batman. I mean, you couldn't, you could, and I feel like that's up for grabs. I, I really do feel like there are, if, this is, if there's any validity to these whatsoever, then individual ownership is also on the table. Like, if Marvel even had a meeting, it could be a Zoom meeting, but if Marvel had a meeting, with AT&T Warner's DC about owning any characters. You know the conversation was, what about just Batman? Well, what about just Batman? Like, right. you know, like, oh, no, no, no. It's all, it's all or nothing. It's all, it's, it's all of DC publishing. It's the rights to publish comic books of DC characters or not. And it's like, okay, well, then I'm leaving. Like, okay, yeah. well, then whip room. Like, so, you know. What it boils down to is it looks like Penguin Random House is the one who threw their name in, which I yes. I love how it's like some very rich fans. I guess the fans work at Penguin Random House. <laughs> right. Like, it, it, you know, what, what does that mean? Because I, I remember people were like, well, can you use some of your Patreon money to buy like Blue Beetle? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Would someone ask you that? They didn't specifically cite him, but they were just like, you know, or can you guys get in on this? And I'm like, nah, man, we're not very rich fans. I'm not no. even a rich fan. I'm just a fan. I am an upper middle class fan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I can I can eat off the the I can get two I I can get the the upsize at my McDonald's meal kind of a fan. I'm not- <laughs> Ooh, you can supersize it. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, um, but yeah. So so random. House, which so like- everyone's asking why would Marvel want to buy? Marvel wouldn't buy Batman and put him in a Marvel. They would just you got to think about this. If Marvel had an actual option to buy DC, they would own. All the biggest comic books. They would have an entire monopoly on the comic book market. One, I don't think that's going to fly because I got a feeling someone's going to get involved and go, Disney, you're doing it again. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it would make the most sense. And it's like, if anyone could, I'm it's actually funny because like without, without COVID, this wouldn't happen. Oh, yeah. And without because, COVID, well, Disney... if, COVID did, if COVID didn't happen, AT&T's plans wouldn't have gone to the wayside and they That's wouldn't right. be paying back the loan. And so Disney would be able to afford like, this. Sources from like three years ago, AT&T did come in and AT&T was chopping them and they're claiming it was based on COVID. Now, maybe there yeah. was some super, super secret backdoor rumors, but I'll tell you yeah. what, talking to a lot of people in the industry, a lot of rumors fly. So yeah. even, and, and those, a lot of even those rumors nonsense. from two years ago, I'm not going to say were false because they could have just been that. Rumors. Man, yep. shit's going shitty. We're going to sell. Oh, oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, there's so many people in publishing uh, who are like, yeah, that's just made up. 
like I work there. There's no way. One of the like, biggest things that has always irritated me when I got into these entertainment industries and, and I've caught on to it. It took a couple of years, but I caught on to it. A <laughs> lot of people in YouTube, social media, publishing love to talk out their butts. Yep. Um, with no validity. And what they'll do is they try to get you on board. Then yep. they go see if they can make it happen. Yeah. Then they force it. You know, I'm like, look at all of my followers who said this is a thing. Like, yeah. Oh, you saw, I, I can't remember. There, exactly there was one person the... in particular back in maker. Remember maker? What we, yeah. we both were, they're not, they're not around anymore. So I can talk shit about them. Uh, Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was a person in particular there that would love to promise you like, Oh, if you guys help us out, we'll get you tickets, a bonus, a raise. We'll hook you up with this. None yep. of it would ever come to fruition, but no. you, they would get you to help them out. So I yep. don't even deny that, that for the last three or four years, DC's been in a weird place and rumors have been flying. Yeah. Go ahead. Though. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's it. Just uh, so, so we're in this place where like random house, which by the way, like, you know, people talk about how the comic book industry is in trouble and it's like, well, you know, it's not the book industry. The book oh, industry yeah. is making a ton of money. So actually it's funny if you, cause I can imagine Disney being like, I mean, Marvel, you're a company, like we own you, but like you're a company that makes your own revenue. If you can afford to buy DC, go for it. Yep. Like m take the meeting, but we're not subsidizing you. So it's like, it might be too rich for Marvel to do, but it ain't too rich for random house to do. Although I'm shocked that like Amazon didn't buy it because Amazon owns Comixology and Amazon could just be like, oh no, it's all coming over to Comixology. DC is going to be exclusive. And you know, maybe because Amazon is a multimedia company, we'll work hand in hand with HBO Max and DC and Warner Brothers and help like distribute some of these projects you're working on. I don't know. It just seemed like a no brainer to me, but like, what do I know? So yeah. Random House is going to buy it or maybe they won't or maybe nothing because it's all made up. We don't know. <laughs> but, uh, well, but the rumor it. was it could entirely be made up because also if you look into it according to dc if you, i mean i love the people in the chat that are like future state sucked okay but it's sold like a gangbuster yeah like i mean it's just like tom king's running batman oh my god it was terrible it sold like a gangbuster yeah, doesn't matter for you. what your overall opinion of it was it reminds me of a tweet i got the other day i tweeted out that uh, assassin's creed valhalla is getting this big patch i was excited for and oh, someone cool. responded with i don't know why anybody likes this game i played it for three hours on a recommendation and it is shit and I responded with, and I played it for 160 hours, and I'm excited for the River Raid patch. So, to each his own. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like art subjective. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. But, that, but apparently Future State has sold really well, and there's a lot of pre-orders and people excited about Infinite Frontier. So, like, I don't think DC's doing badly. I think, I think what DC needs is a plan, and I feel like the, they don't really have – it's a very wishy-washy plan right now is the issue yeah. that I think they're running into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only that, but I think – you know, it's funny. Um, I think that when it comes to, like, Marvel's publishing plan, with Disney's ownership, they're like, let Marvel do what Marvel does best. You do your thing. But we're also not going to refuse money. So, like, we're going to license Marvel characters. So they did to, like, IDW. So there's Spider-Man books, there's Avengers books, there's Iron Man books through IDW. There's Star Wars books through IDW. And it's just like, they have, they, they're, they're just letting those comics be made. Star Wars books are, are, are constantly, you know, being, being printed and published. And they got the Legend series plus the new stuff. And, like, of course, it's part of their multimedia new push for the current status quo of Star Wars. And they got these people working on it and everything. Like, they're just like, make your books. Just do what you think. But I think AT&T is just like, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. It's not. It doesn't make enough for me to learn how to get yeah. it. Which is I would funny because rather... it's still a multi-million-dollar industry. Yeah, it's but a real industry. Apparently, that's not enough for AT&T to give a shit. No, and and <laughs> that's that's AT&T all over, by the way, because AT&T is just a just a lousy company. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, but I, I, do, I but I'm well, my I point is just like 
I want to answer one okay. question real quick. Uh, yeah, please, please. Because we get the same question that we get, uh, we're getting again, once again. Even though I just said, even if you didn't like it, how did Future State sell well? Let me explain something to you real quick, real quick. To most of, and this, this is for all of you guys who are listening to the show. The people who take the time to listen to a comic book podcast and read mm-hmm. every issue of a comic book that comes out every week is not who actually buys the bulk of the comics. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Sal and I can sit here and tell you all day that Batman was shit, that Red Hood right. was horrible, and that we hated that new Wonder Woman. And yeah. the bulk of the sales, because if you look at the sales, they're in like 100,000 or 200,000. There's yeah. 200 of you watching. Right. <laughs> the bulk of the sales is going to be some, some kid going into his local comic book store or going on Comixology and going, next Batman, what is that? Right. <laughs> uh, the, the reality new is Wonder like- Wonder Woman, we, what's that? that that's we talked the reality, about this on the- guys. There's another show we did where we talked about like the echo chamber. This is the echo chamber. Like, yeah, you everyone I know hated chamber. it. We can all like, agree that Future State went nowhere, but we're not yeah. the hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we don't have the. You know, yeah, it's true. So um, a lot of people wondered why we didn't. We don't normally do a lot of reviews on comic books, and th- this is. I'll add this. We'll go back to that discussion. Yeah, no, please. The big reason is the reason why Sal does. I think you do the one show, the Good, Bad, and the Ugly, and then Dan we do, and I, we do, we do uh, off the rack. That's off our the big rack, comic book review yeah, show. Yeah. I forget who does Good, yeah. Bad, and Ugly. That's someone else. We do, um, we do that too, but it's oh, okay. it's more like that's more like mini back issues. But yeah, okay. But anyway, but what I'm saying is the reason why reviews don't do well. Okay, like legitimate. There's an actual algorithmic reason why. And it's, it's a psychological thing. When you go to the store, what is your price point to think about it? Right. You mean me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Yeah. I mean. Oh. Uh, like if you, you know, go to the I, store I, and you don't know what you want to buy and, mm-hmm. and you're looking to buy entertainment, what right. is the price point where you're going to buy it and beneath that is impulse? Uh, I think 20 bucks is a threshold. You know, like. That's, that's cause, most cause, people. Because if I'm in a Target, you know, it's like, oh, man, like I bought that the drowned Batman action figure finally. Yeah. And I was like, 20 bucks. That's my that's my number. Yeah. Like, but there's a lot of other of those McFarlane figures. I'm like, nah, you know, like, nah, I'm not going to get that. 20 bucks, mm, a little too much. Like, $30, but 20 bucks, I think about it. $20, I'll buy it. Just on a, I'll, gra- I'll grab it on a whim. Yeah. 20 bucks and under. If it's if it's under 20 bucks, I'll probably buy it. Yep. If it's over 30, most people will look into reviews. If you're going to go catch a movie yes. for the night, you're going to check reviews. If you're going to get a yep. video game, you're going to check reviews. But mm-hmm. if it's a four ninety nine purchase, most people are just going to grab a stack of comic books, not check YouTube, and leave. So yeah. you can sit here all day, uh, people in our chat who want to say Future State sucked, complaining that it sucked, but most people aren't even going to bother looking into it. They're just going to grab it and go, all right. That's yeah. why certain books sell super well, even though across the board they're panned. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Like, yeah. folk aren't there. Like, you know, there's, there is a significant portion of the audience that watches reviews and they watch it for the recommendation and then they never watch it again and they're yeah. never going to like last and they don't have any evergreen value. So there's no point in continuing to do it. That's, that's why we went from, we, we off the rack is our second longest running show on our channel and it's because when we first started like reviews are easy i read the thing i'll tell you what i thought about it but like we used to produce it like i we used to sit shoot edit cut together make it clean do I the whole thing that, yeah yeah and it was like it's a good looking show and i do like occasionally go back and look and i'm like man it's a good looking show we tried a lot of different stuff with that but like the views weren't there not 
in proportion to other shows we could try or put the same amount of effort into. And then we found out like, oh, you know what's actually more fun? Making it live, making it collaborative. Because like a, the live experience makes it that much more relevant because it's like, yeah. I'm here right now to talk about this thing that's very temporary. And so the experience is temporary along with the, the review. And so that's kind of cool. And it, it, that, that's why the show morphed into what it, what, what it is today. And it's why we keep doing it because like it's, it's, it's live. I don't have to cut it. I don't have to do anything except just sit down and, and interact with the audience. That's so much better. And it's, a, I think, a better show because we can talk about more books. We can put more work into reading more books and talk more about it and interact with the audience more. But that's something – it's a different animal than making review videos for a YouTube channel. I mean, we've done the exact same thing. I, I stepped away yeah. from the review show just because just, it's too many books for me to read. But it's just too many books. Andy, every week, do it live. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, all right, let's yeah. go back to that though. But about the buyout, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's fake. <laughs> I, I'm not against it happening, but I think that this rumor in particular, I think is fake. I think Rich heard in passing that it might happen and decided to make an article about it. I think yep. if it does sell, it's going to be not related to this at all. But he's gonna get credit for it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Rich does. He he predicts a whole bunch of things. And, and then, then when he, he, when he hits a few, they work, you know? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Out of the options, who would you prefer get it? Um, I actually like the idea of Random House because they're just a publisher. So they True. Could they are they Even are if we just go publisher. towards graphic novels, we, it's still a thing. Um, yeah. I'm actually not against Disney and Marvel buying it as long as they keep it separate. It still stays DC. Like, yeah, they don't try to yeah. merge DC in. I'd take it. But, like, I, I, I also, I agree with you. I think that if it was Random House, it completely upends the comic book industry because Pe Penguin Random House is going to go, yeah, I'm not de dealing with your with your broken-ass industry. I'm not dealing with Diamond oh, yeah. or, or any of that crap. We're going to put our books in bookstores. Yeah. And they're going to go full hard on, like, all the trades and be like, okay, so, uh, you know, uh, Cullen Bunn, you're a good writer. Uh, write us a Batman story. Uh, we're thinking 180 pages. You know, like, yeah. and just do it. Done. No, I, I, uh, I, I, I would actually want to see Random House take it because I have a feeling it, I think it will completely upend the industry because I got a feeling we will go hard into the graphic novel world and novel yeah, world. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll change things up drastically and it'll, yes. it'll finally kind of like hit life into the industry. Now, my only concern is based on what you just said about I'm not dealing with your broken industry. Everyone talks about how comic book stores are dying. I love comic book stores, Sal. Me too. And yeah. I do think if Random House were to get it and ditch the industry, that would be the nail in the coffin for a lot of stores. I know a lot of stores that drop DC wholesale and they're still doing exactly as fine as they were six they or eight might. months ago. Yeah, and they now, might. And, that, and I think a lot would, but there, there's going to be some that only really dealt in DC. There's gonna I be agree. Some, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, the, it's going to be problematic for the industry if they get it. Will, it will cause more more uncertainty and upheaval that the industry does not need. Right. We don't now need if, that right now. It, we need the industry to get back on track like normal. And if Marvel Disney bought it, like if because here's the thing. The the way that the article is structured, they're saying like, no, no, Warner Brothers AT&T would still have everything else that literally the only thing that the that the buyers would have access to and, and control over is making comic books. No. Right? No, no, it's, no. It's I want Marvel to buy all of it. Yeah, me DCU too. But I don't, isn't exactly on track either. So <laughs> no, but I don't. I, here's the thing: there's no way that AT and T Warner's is going to let that go because they ain't making any more Harry yeah, Potter movies. So like, I think I that it's were. like if it, they're coming out with but, another one. Yeah, but they, you know, it's diminishing returns. Nobody's going to watch that. That's true. Okay. But like, if you, uh, but if, but if you look at, um, if if they do just take 
printing books. If it's just like Marvel would publish DC comic books and that's it. They don't have to worry about making movies, cartoons, anything, just making the comic books. Marvel publishes probably like two to three times too many books per month than the, compared to the rest of the, 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 the industry. So they could have the amount of books they print, make the other half all the DC books, and no one would miss a step because they're still using the same distribution model. Yeah. Every comic book store has the same deal with everybody else. It would actually unify the industry. It would unify the retail market. Everybody's happy. And there'd be no more division between comic book fans. It's all the same company. It's all the same thing, man. Like, you love DC? Sure. You love Marvel more? Okay. We're keeping the universe separate. We're going to have more crossovers. But, like, they're, un they're separate universes? Fine. But it's all going to the same source, and it, and everybody is getting paid the same amount. You die. You kill the exclusivity contract. Yep. You, get a, you actually allow more of the creators to, like, delve into indie because, like, they're covered because they have options. I think that's actually the best case scenario. Because what what AT and T Warner's has proven is they don't care and they're not good at it. No, so like, no, they, just just give it. You know, it's funny. It's it, if you read through the article, he also says that DC is doing very well because of the future state, the hype, all these other things. But it also yeah. states things like, well, they fired half their staff. Right. Uh, they half also, of the they cut all the exclusive contracts and it saved a yeah. bunch of money. Which a lot of people are like, oh my god, this means the end of DC. This also means something that like I know some people don't like to hear this kind of thing. But it could be like a business expert looked at DC and said, "Why are you spending all this money?" Yeah, absolutely. That's literally, it. Like I, yeah, I, companies have bloated staffs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can make bad contract deals. Yeah, and yeah. then somebody and else goes, "We're that. not paying that." Yeah, we're just we're we're gonna kill the exclusive contract. If you want to work for DC, you want to write for these characters, you're just gonna take what we can give you. Yeah. And and listen, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. I, I'm I'm I think that they lost a lot of really good people at DC by doing that. Yeah, uh, oh, but I also but like that ain't like business. You know, business is where can we cut? Where yeah. can we save? Where can we spend less? And it's like so if here. Rich is accurate and they're making a ton of money by doing these cuts, then that just says to me because we were debating it when it happened. As sad as yeah. we were about the losses, I said to myself it could just be a business move to cut fat, and that might be what they did. They were like, "Hey guys, you're doing okay." You could do so much better if you had half the staff. And right. <laughs> yeah, like, you know Marvel has half the staff, and they're putting out double the books. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, I could see AT&T coming down and going, okay, so you need an editor per family, and then you're yep. hiring writers. Right. So why 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 is there all these people? We need a marketing. We need a, you know, like. Yeah. Well, I and we have, we have marketing. Like, you know, we own Warner Brothers. We have a marketing team. We'll yeah. just put that under them. Like, we'll just let them do it. We don't need direct comic book marketing anymore. And that is proof in the execution. Like, we've seen. Have you tried to reach anybody at DC lately? Because all my contacts are gone. My contact, I have a few that are still there, and they're super friendly. But it takes but they're also busy respond. as hell. Yeah, because I'm gonna feel like they're like the only ones left. <laughs> yeah, and they're doing like they're probably you know it's like I was the marketing manager of DC Comics, and it's like yeah, now you're 17 other things, and <laughs> and we don't I need mean, I laugh, you but to. It's terrible. It is. It's terrible. Well, and, and we don't need you to market. Like we have Warner Brothers to market. Like oh, you're gonna you're gonna you're. Let me get this straight. So your job is you coordinate with CBR to write another article about how Batman got a new utility belt? Like, you're fired. You know, like, I don't need to sell a book that is the number one book every single month to the same people over and over again. 
Yeah. I just don't. And like, I don't think that's fair. And I also don't think that like that, I think that's an oversimplification of the business, but like, I'm also looking at it from the perspective of AT&T, who we know has no respect for this business. <laughs> so, you know, well, that's, I, mean, I think that's where we does. are. That's the issue with the business. The, yeah. I mean, even the normal book publishing house is like, comics? What? We make so much more money making books. Like, exactly. And that's, that's the thing is that, like, that's the thing that nobody talks about is that, like, the money. What you said is exactly 100% accurate. It's, it doesn't matter if someone won seven Eisners. It doesn't matter to the uh, to the higher ups and to that writer's career if they have a bunch of awards or a bunch of accolades. A really nice write up on CBR of Comic Storian, like did a really nice podcast with them the other day. Like what matters is how much did you make us? Did yeah. you make a lot? If you made if you made DC more money than another creator won Eisners, that other creator will get all the jobs and will be treated like they won an Academy Award because because they made them money and that's the most important thing to them. And I'm not just saying, I don't mean to single out DC because Marvel's the same way. Everybody's the same thing. They're all, especially if they're owned by a parent company, they're all driven by money and they're all looking at it from the perspective of if I made, if I made the most money out of my colleagues, I am top dog. It's it's funny because a lot of these uh, companies are trying to do the uh, oh we're 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 culturally aware we're politically correct we are your buddy as a brand right and yeah I, and like I I see so many people falling for it like they're like oh I'm a fanboy of Pepsi Coke PlayStation Xbox <laughs> uh, right. they got my back no none of them do DC no. doesn't give a shit about me and Sal and they don't no. care about you as long as you buy the book <laughs> like yep and if you don't buy the book they couldn't care less about yeah, you that's, that's they, they barely I mean. like, care about you as it all is mo- everything's money driven so let's wrap up this yep. topic move on to the next one we're already gonna be behind yes. Dan's gonna hate me I know sorry. Um, <laughs> He's over there rolling his eyes. I saw that, Dan. I, I saw that face. Let's talk about Boba Fett. Boba Fett is getting stories. Yay. Why? <laughs> because Boba Fett is marketable. Because it makes the most sense. Boba Fett versus everyone? Uh, yeah. That's ka-ching. Let's do this. You, you know what I find funny? And I'm going to touch on this in a moment. Because Boba Fett's great. Please. I'm, I'm all on board with this. Because Boba Fett's great. We all love Boba Fett. But I feel like every time di- Star Wars starts to get back on track. Mandalorian's great. We're making, man- we're making Boba Fett. Something happens and everyone blows up. And I don't want to talk about the political and the right and the wrong. No, please, I just, yeah. I don't understand why Star Wars can't just make a story or a show and <laughs> not know. everyone blows the f*** up. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with Star Wars fandom than it does about Star Wars. But, like, because Star Wars fandom, the problem with Star Wars is it's just too damn popular. It's like, if Star Wars... If Star Wars were as niche as it was 30 years ago, I think we wouldn't be having these conversations. It's just that, like, Star Wars is for everybody, and if Star Wars is for everybody, then it can't be for everybody, because, like, someone's going to feel excluded. And if you are trying to cater your brand for everybody to specific niches, you're going to make people feel like they're being left out, even if you're doing it with the best of intentions to include people. So, like, you're going to, you're go, you're always going to have a target on your back, especially yeah, if you're the biggest. I just find it hilarious. I mean, I, I mean, we could just discuss what it is, but the whole Gina being fired from Mando and then I know, I know. Pedro Pascal might leave, and I'm just like, we got two seasons, everything was fine. <laughs> yep, we made a good, we made a really great show that made everybody go, hey, at least we can enjoy this. And it's yeah. like, guess what? You can't, you can't buy your car, you can't buy Gina Carano's action figure. <laughs> By the way, I, I I read that article. I was like, they oh, they, Disney has said like Hasbro's not making the action figure. I'm like, how much is the action figure? Oh, they've already got it. Like <laughs> it, it's already like six hundred dollars on eBay. I'm like, damn it. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to go into the whole thing because I stopped giving no. a shit once it was like, oh, it happened. And I'm like, oh, and there goes Twitter again. Yep. Oh, there they go. Video no. So like, yeah. You know what social gonna... media platform I enjoy the most right now, Sal? Mm. PlayStation. <laughs> I, I get on and it just it, it, it has a it has a spotlight where it just talks about the community of PlayStation. And you know yeah. what they don't argue about? Anything outside of right. why Last of Us Two shouldn't have got a Game of the Year award, but that's that's well, that's that. <laughs> we all agree with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. No. What's next? What's next? Um, There's a tough story. Eh. Um, I I mean I've I've expressed my opinions on Avatar. Uh, Dan can chime in for a moment. Dan, how do you feel about Avatar getting a tough story? I'm actually really excited based on the way that they portrayed Toph in Legend of Korra. It's going to be exciting to see kind of her adventure between Avatar Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Toph stan. I love, I love Toph. She's great. Oh, are you? Are you a big Avatar I fan? Do. I didn't think you were, actually. I am. I am a big fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, period. Well, let me tell you why I hate it. And if you I, disagree I already saw me, your you're video. wrong. You're going to go to Twitter <laughs> about it. So. Right. No, I already saw your video about why you hate it. But I, uh, yeah, no. And I, but I, here's the thing is that I hate Legend of Korra. So, like, I'm already persona non grata with Avatar fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, next up we have Dan put in that there's theories about who's going to replace Apocalypse now that he's out of the picture. Um, Nobody. He's coming back. Yeah, he's going to come back is my theory as well. There's going to be some stand-ins here and there, but, I mean, he even says it in the book. I will be back. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead. He just left. He's like, I'm, peace. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, upcoming X-Men 20. You know what? Okay. Dan's giving news on X-Men, and I am going to admit. I, I will admit, Sal. I will admit. Yes. I was wrong. Oh, now you like that, it now? Now that I'm fully caught up on X-Men, yeah, it actually has become one of the books I look forward to every week. And All right. not only am I reading X-Men, but X-Force, X-Factor, Excalibur, yes. Wolverine. No way. I, mean, I was reading that before. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after Ted of Swords, I will admit, I was wrong. I'm really digging it. I still think Hickman is smoking some crazy-ass shit, and I want him to share. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's the thing is it like I think it ultimately it just it's you know it's going in a direction. It's not like Spider Man right now where you're like, oh, so Spencer just doesn't know what's going on. Like he had an idea and then he just couldn't execute it properly. Like that I, book is just like a tailspin. But I like, hate that because that's exactly how it feels right now. Yeah. Like when he started with the Harry, he dragged it out way too fucking long. Way too long. And then like today. he's he dragged yeah. it out way too long, and then we got yeah. to it, and it's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and now, and then they have the audacity to be like, but wait, maybe, no, 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 you did all the kindred that people can stomach, there's no more kindred, you, you did it all, and when I say you did it all, I don't mean you don't have more ideas for kindred, I mean that you ever, the audience's maximum capacity to put up with you and kindred has reached its climax, <laughs> no one cares anymore, it's over, you, you took your shot, you missed. To me, it feels almost like he's trying to do what Tom King did, where it did wrap up in the ending properly. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't quite know how he wants to get to 100 issues. Right. Like, I, I feel like his idea should have resolved at 30. At 30, we shouldn't have done that 2099 thing that I still don't know why it existed. No. Like, Miguel O'Hara came back and he's looking for Peter Parker. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how that ended because I just quit the book. I was like, ah, it I don't ended, care. ended as you would expect. Miguel went back. <laughs> what? That's and nuts. And they saved the day. <laughs> as opposed to, like, the last time when he didn't go back and lived here for a while. But then he went back, though. Like, it's... <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm not excited. That was the weirdest Spider-Man 2099 story ever. And even I think they got the original Spider-Man 2099 guy to come and write it. And it's like, but what if you lived in the modern day? And I'm just as soon as they pitched that, like in the in the previews, I was like, then he's just Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he's Spider-Man, but a jerk, which we already have. It's called Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> And Ben Riley. <laughs> oh yeah, and Kane. And so we Kane. have more jerk Spider-Man than not. <laughs> but I remember that when they did that, they're like, "Yeah, Miguel's gonna live in this time period," and I'm like, "Who cares? Why?" <laughs> you know what was interesting about Spider-Man 2099? That it was in 2099. It's like that period during Future's End when they brought Batman Beyond into the current day, and it's like, and so it wasn't even one- our Batman. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like the one thing that made him cool. He's just in the Bat family now. What? <laughs> well, no, when they brought Terry back and then he just dies and you're like, that sucks. That's not anything. He's not like, it would be, I would actually love to see a book where Terry like meets like Dick and Tim and Damien. And he's like, this is bizarre. Like, that'd be kind of cool. But It'd like, cool we're never for an arc that. or two for and one it's, arc it's, and then it's send cool him back. when Miguel came back for the arc. But when yeah. Miguel couldn't go home, that's what it's like. Okay, so everything that made Miguel cool is gone. Right, like, and- wow, Miguel doesn't have a social security number. Ho, ho, what's going to happen? I, <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it's exactly what they did when they were like, Tim Drake's back in the past, and Batman Beyond doesn't have connections back here, and the suit doesn't work right. What's going to happen? He turns into a hobo. What if, what if, yeah. like, you let lock? me know. You let me know when it's over. I'll find out, because I don't care. I'm not reading it. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, well, we just killed two birds with one stone. There goes Spider-Man 2. We don't even care about that. Um, <laughs> but no, I will say, I will admit that I was wrong. Hickman's he's still all over the freaking place. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's very... That, yeah. A but lot I think of the characters it, are still acting out of character, and I don't like mm-hmm. it. But now that there's so much of the Hickman X-Men universe going, it's like, okay, so it's not the character I enjoy, but you've reinvented them, and I could, I'm behind that. I also yeah. really like Cyclops. Finally, it's Almost like Cyclops, I felt like, was me at the end of Ten of Swords. Where he's like, mm-hmm. we don't have an X-Men and we need to save the world. And I'm like, where are the X-Men? Yeah. <laughs> like, Here you go, Benny. <laughs> it's like Hickman was like, oh, right. I forgot the team. Now yeah. they're back. <laughs> yep. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, I, and you know it's going in a direction and it's all going to coalesce and it's going to become this thing. And like, you know, they're going to burn away books that like don't matter until we get to like the, the, the finished product, which yeah. will be like this massive event, which I'm still saying is going to be called Age of Apocalypse. Um you heard it here first. We'll see. But, uh, or po- I will. I will get. I'm going to caveat that something apocalypse, and yeah. that book will be his return to conquer everything. Now that he yes. knows the ins and outs of Krakoa. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's going to be him and his wife and his kids. And he's like, "This is all I wanted. You're all done. Kabam." <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to reveal that Xavier's not Xavier. It's it's going to be like a long con. It's going to get it's... to the end, and Xavier's going to wake up and he's going to be like, "Where is everyone?" <laughs> yeah, Moira, get my chair. Um, all right, so the next thing we have on the list here, X-Men DC Future State gave us a glimpse of the new Flash's ability to run through the multiverse, even bringing people with them. Yeah, uh, cool. I mean, that's kind of a cosmic they, tre- they are a cosmic treadmill. Good job. Yeah, they are a cosmic <laughs> treadmill. I'll get used to yeah. using that terminology eventually. I will too. I, I live in the Midwest. It's not common here. So <laughs> that's one thing I always say to people when they're like, oh, you're, you're not really up, to, up with like gender norms and stuff. I'm like, no, I live in the Midwest. That's like a yeah. that's like a coastline thing. Like, <laughs> I get I get you want it to be around the world, and I'm okay with it, but I'm not yeah. going to be perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah, I correct myself. We'll get there. Yeah. Spider Man reveals the plan that Kingpin has been working towards in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. He's trying to bring back the dead Vanessa using cursed objects. Yeah. Remember that like time James that, uh, that Ben Riley offered it? 
Remember that yeah, time obviously. that it did it in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember Ultimate Spider-Man when he did it too? Like, remember, remember, remember anything? Any story with Vanessa in it? You know what it reminds cool. me of? Every time they do a Mr. Free storyline, and it's like, oh, but I'm actually doing it for my wife. <laughs> yeah. It's like, right, it's right. Just, we, we all remember Nora's there. <laughs> yeah. We know, Vic. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised. It's funny. Like, it, it's like, because, yeah, Vanessa's dead, and it's like Spencer's like, okay, I'm just taking everything. Like, we brought back Harry, like, and made him a bad guy again. Like, I'm just taking, and I killed Craven, and I brought back, like, fake Craven that everybody's going to use. Like, he's just, he's just literally going to, he's going to leave the book being like, don't worry, everybody. I put it all back. And it's like, great, that was 600 issues, man. Good job. I will mm-hmm. say that Craven's getting used. Did you see him fight Deadpool? No. He showed up to fight Deadpool, and Deadpool even makes a joke like, you're not the right guy. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, well, Craven's dead. I'm clone Craven. I'm Cloven. <laughs> Cloven. Um, all right, so that brings us to the last story in the list here, which is that Static has a new design, a new costume, the revival of the character Hot Streak. Um, yeah. Both of them are giving us very anime vibes, according to Dan. Uh, Static's back. That's cool. I, look, yeah, good. I'm gonna, here's my entire statement on Static. When yeah. the book starts coming out, I'm going to buy it. But I don't <laughs> right. trust it's going to come out until then. No. But I How will say, long, if you are... If, mm. Even this reiteration of, of Static has been like in the works for like three years. Yeah, remember at the fandom when they were like, look at the few pages of that book that's going to show you a milestone. And it's like, yeah. that's it? I mean, also, remember um, when he I, showed up in Young Justice like two years ago? And everyone's like, Static's coming back! Like... When the They're book like, no, is no, no, in no, my hands, excited. I'll believe it finally. Yeah, no, it's true. It, it is it is a quagmire. But if you are like, what is static? That sounds weird. Go on Comixology or DC Universe Infinite and buy the first, I think, four issues are out. The real four issues. Uh, and they're great. Uh, it's that's the thing is that like I read that DC milestone, like here's the new version, and like I hate the change. Like I'm just not on board. I, I did not enjoy any of the updating and it could be just because I'm a stick in the mud, but like, I don't know. There's something to be said for like how authentic and great and like how resonating that first arc and that first like McDuffie era for static was. If you have, if you, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go buy it. It's cheap. Uh, but it's like, and eventually they'll put out like the original trades and stuff. But right yeah. now the trades are hard to find, but you can at least get them digitally and you can read them and like not without piracy. Like it's great. And, uh, so like check them out because like static is a great character yeah, or at least yeah. he was. And like, and th- th- I like this redesign more than I liked the, his appearance in that one shot with everybody in it. Um, and I certainly like it better than icons redesign. Uh, ugh. But, I, haven't, you know, actually, I haven't seen Icon's redesign. Let me Google that. It's all bit. red. He looks... It's just red. It's like... It's like Ken and Kong's suit. I'm like, what are you doing? He has a suit. It looks great. It looks great in uh, Young Justice. It looks great in the comics. Why did you change it? You know, I don't know. I'm going to jump in real quick and let you guys know that there was a solicitation that I believe Milestone Infinite is going to be coming out in May with all those other ones that we mentioned earlier in the okay podcast. that's the that's the one issue that we all read like six or eight months ago <laughs> oh yeah it is all read that's weird right i don't like it I, and, and dan you're not wrong but the amount of times that dc has been like we are going to pay tribute to the mcduffie family and bring back static shock uh-huh. and produce comics and then no one hears anything look they don't, they don't even say not we're not going to do that conspiracy anymore conspiracy theories and stuff like that but we've said it multiple times there was something going on behind the scenes that made no sense because yeah. 
DC kept saying, like, we want to do static. And then the McDuffie family would be like, they haven't talked to us. Like, <laughs> Right, right. And the, there was a lawsuit, uh, but they worked it out. But, like, that's all I've heard. Every, anybody will – their comments are loaded with them right now where they just say – the the widow like they just you can create a tag cloud just widow lawsuit worked it out and yeah. that is all the news at all about it something so, was going on it's been like ten years they got Static Shock back in at the New Fifty Two so that was the last time DC's pu- like published a Static Shock ongoing yep it didn't even go that long it went like six no. issues and it was over yep yep it's so weird it was very weird so uh, yeah that's cool. All right, well, I guess that's the episode of Absolute Comics. Stick around if you're watching live here on Twitch. We're going to go into a WandaVision spoiler episode that Dan loves editing last second. Uh, (laughs) uh, We're going to talk about episode six and our opinions and theories as to what is going on. Don't forget to subscribe right here on the YouTube channel, Absolute Comics slash Comic Story and Weekly. And you can also find us over on our Patreons, patreon.com slash comic pop and patreon.com slash comic storian. If you want to support the show in either way, please consider going to Twitch, going to each of the Patreons, or going to our sponsor, Jeep Fuel, and use the code COMICS at checkout. Thank you guys so much for your support today. Stick around if you're watching live. Otherwise, see you next week here on YouTube or Spotify.